Hello, and welcome back to another Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, we are talking all about dealing with and navigating through other people's contracts. Now, at first glance, this may not be a big deal, may not even seem like a big issue in your own life, but trust me, as we break this down, you are going to see exactly how this affects you and why it's so important to understand this concept. So before I begin, let me just first, I guess, define what contracts are and how other people's contracts will or will not affect you. So a contract is something that we design as a soul before every incarnated life. So, you know, you can think about it as a blueprint. What do you want to learn based on what you want to learn? What are your biggest challenges? What are your biggest hurdles to overcome in lifetime after lifetime? And we have to design our own contracts and blueprints before each and every incarnation. So just a reminder, it wasn't your spirit guides, it wasn't God, it was you who created your life and these blueprints and contracts before incarnating. So when we're talking about other people's contracts, we're talking about very confrontational issues and things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. And I know for me, especially during my awakening process, I tried to override everyone else's contract by telling them what they needed to know before they were ready to know it. And we've all been there. When we start to awaken, all we want to do is awaken the ones that we love. Awakening allows us to have a new and fresh perspective of the world. Awakening allows us to experience, maybe for the first time ever, what true happiness is. So we all want to share that feeling. We all want to share that vibration. And a lot of the times when we share that information before the person is ready, it actually takes away and removes from that person's journey. So being able to comprehend, understand, and really sink into that person's journey and understand that they're in a place that you once were, and that's totally okay, is so important. And the thing that really got me out of my frustration, my exhaustion in trying to help and awaken friends and family members back in the day, people who just weren't ready for the information at the time. And there was a man who was just, you know, a customer in the coffee shop that I worked at at the time. And I was telling him about my frustrations. And he turned to me and he said, well, You can bring a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that is, you know, an age-old saying, but it just hit me like a ton of bricks in that moment. Oh my goodness, you know, these horses need water, but it's not my responsibility to feed, force feed it to them. And then I created the kind of like a condition, I guess, even though we should be conditionless, but I created a condition in my life that I do not give information unless people ask me, unless my friends and family ask. 
And then, of course, a couple of years later, it got to a point where too many people were, you know, too many friends and family were asking me too much information. And then I felt very exhausted and tired on the flip end of things. I love helping. I love assisting. But I was giving way too much and I needed to create healthy boundaries after that. So I want to backtrack for a second and I want to go into the whole reason why this topic came up. I actually recently I've been loving explaining how the download, how the information, why this is the message of this time. It doesn't always happen like this, but it typically happens like this. I have some sort of download or message or experience and that anchors me into sharing that experience and that knowledge with everyone else. So just this morning I was with the intention that I was going to you know, record a podcast today, but I had no idea what needed to come through. So I was very open to that sort of unfolding. And so it's in the shower. That's typically with water is where I usually get a lot of downloads and connection. So seemingly out of nowhere, I get this flash forward of this timeline in the future. Now I will say that recently I've been really in a quantum space of getting timeline flashes and and precognition future flashes just in a crazy extent. And luckily, thankfully, I am grounded enough to be able to navigate these crazy timeline switches. So I was in the shower and I got this flash forward of maybe, maybe 10 years from now because I saw that I had two children, one boy, one girl, and They were both very similar in age, and the girl at the time I think was around like between six and eight years old, and I was on a farm, on a property with my wife, with these two kids, and the kids were just playing on the property, right? And we had like farm animals and all that stuff, and you know, and that's really truly my dream, and and we're really building up to that. And then something happens, something takes place where my little girl, she dies, she passes away. And it was some sort of freak fluke accident that happened on the farm. Like I didn't really see exactly what it was. I want to say that it was, you know, maybe a horse that tramples, like, you know, something like that, where you just can't predict it, you can't control it. And in that moment, of course, a part of me is like, oh, well, I should have never let her out. And then I think to myself, do I just never let her out for her entire life, you know, to avoid that? And I literally, in that moment, when I saw that future potential timeline, and I realized that there's an infinite number of potential timelines, in that moment of seeing that future timeline, I see all of the unfolding that takes place after that accident, directly after the mourning process between me and my wife, and essentially you know, the pain that we were feeling and going through and the confusion that I felt in understanding that death is just an illusion, but this hurts so bad. You know, losing this child just hurts so much. And and then the, the questioning of why, like, why me? Why us? Why her? Like, she was such a light worker. She was here for a reason. And then she comes back to me, right, as a spirit. And here I am being very much so in that spirit realm. And she's talking to me and she says, mommy, don't worry. I'm in a really good place now. And, you know, this all happened for a reason. And these were my contracts, right? 
And so then after that whole experience and speaking to her and obviously having her come into my life and just yearning for the ability to hug her one more time, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy what I tapped into. I'd never before thought that that was even a potential. So she kind of explained things to me that she was destined for that and what have you. And then my career takes a bit of a turn. And all of a sudden, I start speaking about the grief that parents go through. I start speaking about grief and grieving and loss and death and rebirth and, you know, beings over on the other side. And I kind of become some sort of like activist, like a parental activist or something for that cause, which is really wild. And there was an aspect of me, you know, I kind of stepped away from the whole lifetime and I asked my higher self, I said, why am I seeing this right now? Like, why am I experiencing this? And my higher self said, you need to understand that this was one of the potential timelines that is not going to take place But there is a lesson in this that you need to understand, that you needed to experience in order for you to gain access to that knowledge so that you don't actually have to go through with it and experience it. And for whatever reason, I can't tell you how assured I felt and still do feel in that moment. I mean, you would think that it would be extremely traumatizing. You would think that I would even question or doubt having children based on the experience and the vividness that I just saw from this morning. But deep down, I know that that's not going to happen. And even if it does, I know that I have the tools to help me navigate through that, right? So the main experience that I had, the main lesson that I'm taking from that is being in a full surrender of your loved one's contracts, I want to tell you right now that you can't change them. You can't help someone who is not willing to be helped. You can't awaken someone who is not willing to be awakened. And I go through this constant battle, and I'm sure that this is probably just a starseed thing. I go through this constant battle with my wife in learning a lot of the lessons that she hasn't learned. And likewise, she's learned a lot of the lessons that I haven't learned, and trying to help her learn those lessons without helping her or intervening into her contracts. So half of me is like, do I tell her what's going on or do I let her trip and fall and scrape her knee and have that realization? So part of me is like, I'm in her life for a reason to help her learn and navigate and realize and ascend and move forward. And then part of me is like, but it's not up to me to get her there. And to be honest, there's not an easy solution with this problem. And just like my my daughter, my future daughter that has not been born yet, I need to fully embrace her contracts. I need to fully, as painful as it is, I need to fully succumb to and understand that whatever is meant to happen, whatever she wrote in her own blueprints, I have to not necessarily just agree with, but I have to accept. That's the right word, is this acceptance. You need to accept your loved ones for exactly where they are, even when they are putting themselves into suffering, even when it is towards their own detriment. 
And let's just talk about how we can recognize that. And moving forward, you're going to have to find that appropriate balance for you as well. Yes, you are in these people's lives for a reason. You are the light worker in your family of darkness. You are truly. But also, you're also learning the lesson of non-intervention and the fact that you can't necessarily help everyone, especially those who are not willing to help themselves. So it's going to always be a constant kind of struggle or battle between. You're going to have to constantly check in with yourself. So if you're too overactive in giving too much, what you're going to feel is you're going to feel drained, you're going to feel annoyed, you're going to feel constantly triggered and reactionary, and you're just going to feel overwhelmed and essentially frustrated with that person in your life. And it's going to be this like, well, I give up because you're not willing to do these things. And truly, it is you who is not willing to learn your lessons about letting that person learn their lessons, right? So when you're too giving, you're giving too much that they're not ready for. They will never change. You're going to continue to hit a brick wall. And there's just going to be this repeated cycle of frustration, probably on both ends, because you're expecting them to meet you at where you're at. And they're expecting you to meet them at where they're at. And it's just a lot of, you know, missing each other and lack of communication and lack of being on the same page. If you are on the other end, I guess the other end would be, you know, giving too much and then not giving enough, just letting them learn all of their own lessons and not really stepping up as the starseed that you are. What you will find that you're doing is, You're playing too much of their game, which means that you're giving your power away. So, you know, if energy and aliens and other dimensions is all too much for them, but that's what you're interested in, and instead they like talking about politics and the weather, every time you get together with that person, you're talking about politics and the weather, and it's actually not serving anyone at all right? And all of a sudden, you're feeling like you're not being seen or heard. You're feeling drained, maybe even a little bit like nauseous because you're lowering your vibration to be around these people, your friends, your family members, the people that you love. So the healthy balance there is to be in your power, to not push anything on anyone but to likewise not succumb to their vibrational frequency and lower or suppress your own true vibration and intuition just because you're around them, if that makes sense, right? So it's really important that we continue to check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, where am I at with this relationship? And for me, not every conversation needs to be spiritual. Sometimes it's nice for me to take a little bit of a spiritual break and just be a human for a conversation. So just know that it never has to be all one or all the other. You have to really listen to yourself from moment to moment. You are an empath and it's very natural for you to feel everyone else's vibration and to want to either play their game or to help them 
go to a new vibration, right? I mean, it's pretty much your mission to do that. Whether you're a carpenter or a garbage lady or man or a painter or a psychic, you know, it doesn't actually really matter what you do for a living. You are here, planted in the position that you are in, listening to this podcast right now in this moment, because you are being reminded that you're here to change the planet, to change the vibration. And you can best do that by standing in that vibration. If your mom's like, hey, what did you do today, honey? Oh, you know, well, I woke up, I did some yoga, then I meditated for an hour, then I painted, you know, then I set up my little altar, I sat with my crystals, I talked to my alien beings. Oh, that's nice, honey. And that's it. You know, you're just, you just are the way that you are. And, you know, allow your family to think that you're batshit crazy because they need to experience that sort of polarity in order to come full circle when they actually start to realize that you are thriving, that you are happy, that you are self-assured, and that you are a completely different person than who you used to be. At first, when you're changing and awakening and transitioning and you don't feel confident in your new self and you don't know what's up from down and left from right and what's going on in your own reality or the world, you don't have to stand in that. Because if you were to stand in your spiritual truth while simultaneously holding doubt against it, you're going to not only attract doubt from other people, but you're going to get sucked into their doubt. I suggest, and I call it spiritually coming out, coming out of the spiritual closet, right? I had to come out twice in this lifetime so far. (laughs) But when you're spiritually coming out, you know, I recommend that you actually keep it to yourself, that you don't do it until you feel good about it, until you feel confident in it. You know, if you do it too soon, you're just going to attract a whole slew of projection and doubts from others and that's going to really just elongate the process for you but once again it's not up to me to help you navigate that because you have to go through the experiences that you're going to go through maybe when you do go through those experiences or you've already been through them you can say oh yeah you know ea said that in her podcast right and you can kind of you have something to reference oh yeah this is just you know a spot that I'm in within my own awakening, right? So just realizing that this is all very normal and natural and that we have to go through this navigation. Don't push yourself to navigate right away because you feel like it's the right thing to do that everyone needs to know who you are now. I've been there. I've done that. I've gotten the backlash. I've felt the doubt. I've doubted myself through that. If I was just left to my own devices for a year to really just anchor that in, to play other people's games, then I come out and I come out full force. And that's what I did. I went through the doubt. I went through being called crazy from my friends and family. And then I anchored it in. And I said to myself, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what the trolls on the internet think. These are truly my experiences. And for me, there's no denying them. I can't pretend to deny something that I have had full frontal contact with just because someone hasn't had that experience. So it's really been a learning journey for me. 
And I think it's really incredible how rapidly people are waking up and questioning and developing and aligning. I mean, stuff that took me years to discover and go through, people are doing in days or weeks. So I think the vibration is aligned. I just wanted to come on here through my crazy future timeline experience and let you know that we cannot take on other people's contracts even if it's your own child. I've had so many people reach out recently saying that their child or their parent has an addiction, and that's no easy contract to go through. That is a lot of suffering, and truly, truly, that is a very old soul, a very powerful soul that chose that contract to to put themselves in that place, to deal with that sort of energy. What I've found time and time again is that every time I back off from a loved one in trying to help them learn their lesson, they end up learning it that much faster. Sometimes we impede people's growth by giving them too much all at once. And that's where I'm kind of cautious about my information and my videos. I have full trust that Whoever finds my videos, and I'm sure you guys have all found my content in mysterious and random ways, but I have full trust that whoever finds them, finds them for a reason at the right time. However, if people share my content or give my content or even watch my content with other people who aren't ready, it could do more harm than good. And that's, that's kind of what I mentioned about my Galactic Federation videos Anyone can share the link, but I don't recommend it because it creates a disharmonic vibration. It gives people too much that they're not ready for. We have to really trust that the right people are going to find this content organically because they're asking for it. Once again, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that, my starseed friends, is the entire embodiment of understanding and respecting and accepting other people's contracts and how all we need to do is just to be our beautiful, divine, lovely self in that moment and trust that our vibration, which is being reflected in everything that we are and everything that we do, is enough to help that person on their journey and path. And what's beautiful about that is that they know that you are a wealth of information. They know that when they are done with this physical reality and they're ready to question beyond these four walls, they can come to you. And that's huge. And ultimately, that should be enough. I love all of you so, so much. Like I mentioned, I am going to get a brand new podcast started in the next month or two. So definitely keep your ears and eye open for that. I will be announcing it across all social media. So I've got to find a little bit more time in my schedule before I go ahead and do that. But I am so grateful to each and every one of you and you're here for a reason. I will say that again and again and again. It's not about finding your purpose. It's about being in the now. And I'm excited that all of you are here now with me. Have a beautiful, 
an amazing rest of your day. Be sure to check out my Galactic Federation Summit that is being launched and released February 11th. If you can't make it to the live event, definitely check out the recording. And that's just amazing messages from our cosmic beings and our cosmic family and friends that are up there helping us guide us into unity consciousness. I will be back next week with another expand podcast with yours truly elizabeth april bye for now 